everyone, this is Caitlin Yeager with Missouri Humanities. Join us as we highlight the uniqueness of Missouri's small towns and showcase the bigger picture of what small town America really is by bringing you to communities across the state and listening to their stories of why they shouldn't be overlooked, overshadowed, or underappreciated. We're not a flyover state. We're the heart of America. From somewhere in the show me state, this is Small Town Showcase. Welcome to where the past meets the current. The current river, that is. We're in the town of Donovan, deep in southern Missouri. Here, the current river is their life's blood. The history of the town is rooted in it. It's an invaluable tourist attraction, and it's also a symbol for the importance of conserving natural history and resources. My guests to represent Donovan for this episode are Jake Netherland and Randy Manis. Jake is involved with the Chamber of Commerce, and Randy and his family have been involved in many facets of the community. Join us for our conversation and learn more about this town that's steeped in history, culture, and community pride. All right, Randy and Jake, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us all about Donathan. Thank you so much for being here. Let's start off. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourselves and your time here in Donathan. What are you guys involved in here in town and how long have you lived here? Um, kind of your Donathan story. Randy, let's start with you. Okay. Well, I have, by duration of my age, I have a longer story. <laughs> <laughs> I was born literally a block away from here in the old Donathan High Hospital 75 years ago. And I've had my, my association with downtown Donovan has been almost coextensive. My parents had a law office downtown when I was a kid. When I got out of law school 50 years ago, so did I. Bought, a, bought the old Masonic building across the street here 43 years ago and been there since. So I've, I've, I've been here. I'm, I'm certified indigenous personnel. <laughs> uh, in addition to our law practice, uh, my wife and I have uh, some other businesses in town we have some motels and campground and, and in-home agency. So we're real busy in the community. And I've long tried to see that both ends of Donovan per se have done well because we, we have interest in both places and the whole town is important. And uh, I also have two lovely children and seven lovely grandchildren who live here. And so that's mostly what I'm about these days. I try, I'll try to spend a little bit more time with them. but. I've always been involved in a lot of different civic affairs, and I'm especially devoted to keeping the river as pristine as it is. So that's, that's kind of what I'm about. And Jake, what about you? Uh, born and raised in Donovan, and uh, grew up here, and uh, went away for college for a little while and decided to come back. Uh, that's where my roots are, I, and I love it here. Um, I uh, My parents own uh, countryside Chevrolet and current River Ford here in Donovan. So I came back to do the family business thing and, uh, you know, did that for a while, just worked and um, settled down, had a family. And, and that was kind of when I got more involved as far as the community. I think, you know, having kids and, and thinking about the future and, and being aware of, of everything kind of motivated me to not just sit back and watch, but to, to get involved. And so I joined the chamber a few years ago and uh, kind of hit the ground running from there. I, I didn't know a whole lot and I've learned a lot and um, 
you know, have developed a, a really strong passion for that type of work and for our community and our county and, and everything inside of that. And so that's kind of how it led me to this point. I think Jake and I both represent a generation apart, the commitment to stay and build on what we have. Mm -hmm. Too many people have, have gone off and gone to school or couldn't find a job they liked and gone away. And, and we both, and I think a lot of his generation as well, have committed to stay here and make the community a stronger, more enjoyable place to live. And I really like that because I think that's something um, that was a big kind of hot topic for small towns for a long time was, you know, if, what, 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 what do we do if the next generation doesn't come back? Um, but as I've been working with a lot of these communities over the last couple of years, it is something you're hearing more is is kind of you know randy your generation really putting forth effort to make sure that the next generation feels involved and feels a sense of pride in their community wanting their place to be somewhere that the next generation can feel proud to even if they do go away to school or go off and, and figure out what their next step is to come back and apply that in their town to better their town um you know and and that's something that I'm hearing more and more, and it's really nice and it's refreshing, I think, you know, to, to hear people want to reinvest in the community. Well, it's a necessity for small towns to survive. Yeah. So I want to talk a bit about um, the history of this town. It's fascinating. Um, you know, Randy, you bring up the river, and it's something that's going to be talked about in depth, you know, with this podcast and, and the video later on. But um, where we're sitting right now, we're at the current River Heritage Museum. There's a lot of stories told in these exhibits, um, some, some fascinating little pieces, some kind of quirky pieces here, um, but there's a lot of different facets of history to this area, um, Ripley County, Donovan. Um, can you tell us a bit about Donovan's history? What's most notable? What would people um, you think like to hear about, about this place? Well, again, the river ties in with both the past and the present, and I think the future. Uh, Donovan was founded because it was on the river. Uh, it started to grow before, because it was on the river. It was slowed down a little bit. Uh, the Civil War devastated Donovan, and we were we were a a, a town without a, a, a country basically, and uh, both sides burned it. And the town didn't recover well for a long time. The railroad missed us, and uh, that impeded future development for at least for to some extent. But then when the railroad industry took got large overall, Donovan became the railroad tie capital of the world, largely because of the flow of ties down Current River to Donovan as a takeout point. And then when that went away, it kind of went into a, a nascent period for a long time, and only after the river began to become a significant tourist issue did that rejuvenate. And I think the future is just unlimited to what uh, Current River will do for us as a tourist and recreational area. And of course that feeds to the, to the benefit of the community in terms of the dollars that are here, the people that are here, and helps the businesses here survive and thrive. So that's, that's, a, that's a big part of it. Donovan has managed, if you look at other small towns, look at the downtown area of other towns, look at, I hate to say this, but look at downtown Poplar Bluff, which is, which is uh, eight times the size of Donovan. We have more businesses downtown than Popper Bluff does. We've kept a vital downtown area, largely because of people that have decided to stay. And uh, 
We have a variety of businesses and mostly independent stuff. And lots of the, most of the downtown properties are owner occupied. Uh, and that's the way you build a community and preserve it. And, and I think what's important to note is, you know, this is a great museum for a town of this size, but it's just one piece, one way of the many ways this community works to tell its story, preserve its history. Um, you know, it really does seem like Donovan is a place that appreciates um, wanting to, to preserve its, its cultural heritage. Um, you talk about, you know, things like quilt making, the living history, every Saturday, you know, to do living history, like blacksmithing, um, the demonstrations, the heritage homestead property, um, and a lot more. There's, and a lot of people have remarked that they're, they're passionate about carrying on the things that are in danger of being forgotten. Um, why does Donovan feel it's important to continue these traditions, and how does the community plan to continue these efforts into the next generation? I, I think it's important, you know, because our past is, is a big reason as to why we are where we are now. Um, although, you know, those things aren't, you know, like Randy was talking about with the ties and things like that, and, you know, and this was more of a, uh, you know, it was more of a, the river was more of a business. Um, you know, it generated a lot of business and things like that. And it still generates a lot of business, but in a completely different way um, today. But I think it's important to remember how we got here and, and where we came from and, and the work and the, you know, I think we're so brainwashed now into technology and, and, and my generation even, you know, as far as like, you kind of, you lose grip of, uh, of what it was like before we had all of that and the ease and, and the access to information and everything. And I think it's good to, to remember that, to honor it, to pass it on. Um, I think that's important, especially in a small town. I think that's a big reason people want to come to a small town is because we still have that, that uh, heritage here. Simplicity. Yeah. You, know? well, yeah. you can see a big change over the last 30 or 40 years in what people are about for tourism. Heritage tourism, term didn't used to exist, and now it's among the, it's probably, it's either the first or first or second most important segment of tourism in yeah, this country. Yeah, actually, um, I think I've said this in another episode, so to my listeners, I am sorry for repeating things, but uh, it, it is, it's been reported that people, tourists who travel specifically for like cultural heritage tourism to see historic sites and, and things like that, spend more money, um, you know, and, and stay longer. So it, I think that is kind of a, a somewhat recent, you know, reinvestment in, in cultural heritage, in history. And I think that's super, I think that's so important for small towns too, because oftentimes that's what they focus on or that's, that's what they feel, that's all they feel they have is their story and, and wanting to share it. And when you have people that are interested in something like that, it helps propel that small town. Well, quite frequently, it's something that the big cities don't have. Where could you go in St. Louis on a Saturday morning to watch blacksmithing? I couldn't tell you, and I'm from St. Louis. <laughs> I don't know. But here in Donovan, you can. Yep. Every Saturday, right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So we've talked a little bit about Donovan's past, but um, let's switch gears to kind of today, I guess. Thinking about what's been going on more recently in Donovan, in this area, you know, what's new? What's getting you excited for the future of Donovan? I think for me, the big thing that, you know, if we're talking really recently, um, and there's a lot, but the downtown re revitalization, and Randy kind of touched on that already, 
our downtown is booming and not many places big or small can say that and you know with the history that we have in the buildings and you know and we didn't go in and just wipe them out and tear them down you know people have gone in and remodeled and and there's still historic features to all these things and you know but we've made them you know in today's times and that's been huge for us that's been a big draw and i know a lot of people talk about that i hear people from out of town talking about coming into our downtown area and um you know the unique and different types of businesses and restaurants and you know it's not chains and it's not something that you see everywhere it's you know it, it's just different and i think that people are kind of searching that out and i i made a note here and it was you know small towns are cool again mm -hmm. and i think you know they weren't for a while or the the perception was that they weren't and i think that you know if i'm if you can thank covid for anything uh, I am thankful for that aspect that it kind of um, woke people up, you know, and you know, looked outside that box that we were all living in and, and you know, discovered some of the unique, cool things that, that small towns offer. Um, and down, our downtown is just, you know, it, it's amazing what has happened. And, you know, we have a younger generation of people opening businesses and trying new things and um, you know, our arts and our music and, you know, yoga in the park. I think it's just, it's different and it's fun and it's fresh. And I think that is, it's been amazing to sit back and watch. And we have a Halloween celebration downtown that is like nothing else. We have witches on the balcony throwing out candy and we have, <laughs> what, a thousand people downtown in the streets? If not more, in, yeah. In the, middle, in the middle of the evening with all the merchants up and down the street handing out candy. We've handed out two hundred dollars worth of candy in my office in an hour before. Uh, it's it's amazing, and and that kind of goes along with this point. It doesn't hurt to accentuate the positive. Uh, I read someplace one time that if there's one antique store in town, they won't get much business. If there are twenty antique stores in town, they'll all be busy all the time. That's because a concentration of interest will draw a larger audience. And so kind of what we're doing here, it's not just one thing, but it's a constellation of things that have some relationship. And that's what speaks to people, I think. So how do you make that successful? You talk about, you know, a, a much more recent kind of downtown revitalization. Um, something that I, I made a lot of notes of, about when we talked earlier this year was, um, just the, the magnitude of, of the different offerings Donovan has. I mean, the folk arts alone, I mean, are amazing. And having, you know, live music every Saturday with Picking on the Square, I mean, we've already talked about the blacksmithing, you know, demonstrations. It really is kind of remarkable, all these offerings you have. You know, you, some people do one thing and they do it well but it's that one thing and they put their focus into that. I feel like you guys have so much and, and that's just such a one little facet, but then you bring in the fact that you, you're talking about this, you know, downtown revitalization that you guys are putting a lot of effort into. I mean, how do you guys do it? I mean, I know that's a huge loaded question, but um, how does a town of your size manage keeping tourists and your, your population engaged with things to do while also getting them to want to revitalize downtown and actually making that happen. It's a lot. Well, it depends on two things. One, it depends on people with some money to invest. And that's usually a big stumbling block. We've been fortunate that we do have some, what I'll call angel investors that have done this in Donovan lately. 
and the other is you need a cadre of people with some energy and enthusiasm, such as Jake, who, who will get out and donate their time for it. And, and you've got to have some inventiveness about it. I'll tell you one thing we've done at our campground, the Rocky River down here, started out just as a campground and a, a float outfitters. But my daughter, who's in charge of that, has decided that we need to be more of an event center. And so we've started having small concerts at least once a month in one of our pavilions, usually for free, and just invite people to come down. And then two or three times a year, we have a big music festival. We've had one already this year. We had three or 4,000 people down there for it. And then we're having a bluegrass festival this fall and expect a huge crowd for that. And those people all come to town to stay three or four days. And, but that, the point is, that was an enhancement of the original mission. That was saying, what we've done this, what else can we do? And I think that's the, a, a big part of what's happened here. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, having things to do, and I think Randy hit it. I, I think that, you know, and I think Miranda was brilliant in, in doing that. I, I think that there, there was, you know, a want there, and especially a lot for, you know, a different generation. They, you know, we, we want to go out and we want to do things. We want to listen to music. We want, you know, there's just, uh, you know, a lot a lot that Donovan can offer that they weren't before and I I think that we're seeing it now and I think as far as you know from a chamber viewpoint we're just trying to like shout it from the, the rooftop like you know we've got this we've got that we've got that come see us you know you know there's a, a lot of things going on and and people are hosting events and throwing events and having concerts and having the music at the park and um, I think it's just like we welcome all of that let's have something all day every day all weekend like that's what we want, and we want people to know that, and we want, you know, you can have the best of both worlds in, in Donovan. You can come and you can enjoy a, a peaceful, quiet time on the river, or you can come out with us in downtown and, you know, listen to some great music and uh, go see a concert, and, you know, the chamber is hosting a, a, you know, we host a big 4th of July event that, you know, thousands of people come to, and we have a big country music artist come every year, and, you know, we're just really trying to I feel like we've got a, uh, and we've talked about it when I first joined the chamber, that we've got a momentum going. Um, we saw this wave after COVID come, and we're just trying to ride that wave. And I think that we're, you know, we want everyone to, to, to ride with us. So with all that said, um, and Randy, we touched on this a little bit, but I'd like to dig a little bit deeper because, you know, one thing that was mentioned above all, again, when we were kind of planning for this, was that the focus really is the river. Um, the current river, for those that are listening, the current river is the river down here. Um, and Randy, you, you, I actually wrote this down. It's, a, it's almost a direct quote. <laughs> um, that Donovan is a river town. You remarked that um, it was named by the French. The Cherokee pushed across it during the Trail of Tears. During the Civil War in 1864, Confederate General Sterling Price invaded and crossed it. Um, obviously, it was integral during the timber boom, during the railroad era. You mentioned the, that Donovan you know, was integral in you know, the railroad ties um, and shipping along the river. Um, and it was the first river in the country to be a federally protected That's river. That's right, it was. Um, the Buffalo River claims to be, but we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> we got the receipts. Um, so obviously, all that is in the past. Um, but what does the current river represent for Donovan today and into the future? What role does it play? Well, I'll give you my impression as a tourist. Uh, 
I've been all over the country and everywhere I go, I hunt up the rivers and have a look at them, see what they look like, what the opportunities are. And the more I do this, the more I am impressed with the unique versatility and beauty of our current river. I, you probably remember I told a story with that earlier meeting we had about I was wearing a current river hat when I was in Illinois at a tourist attraction and somebody stopped me and said, you've been to current river? And I said, why? I live on it. He looked at me like I was a f complete fool and said, you live on current river? What are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, well, everybody, the bus driver's got to take a ride someplace sometime. <laughs> but it's, it's true. This is such a remarkable thing and the opportunities for the future are enormous. But there's a cautionary tale that we can't love it to death. We have got to protect it in such a way that the pristine beauty nature of it stays in place. One project, the most proud accomplishment I have in my professional career was spearheading an effort to acquire about 15,000 running feet of the river on either side of the bridge, north and south, east and west, for federal protection. It's now owned by the Forest Service. If you drive across the bridge today, the view you see will be the same in 50 years. And that's something I desperately wanted to have happen. And, you know, we can't save the whole river, but there's a whole lot of it now that's under some sort of state or federal protection. And, you know, people still can find places to build on the river and, and have homes. But there again, we don't want to love it to death. We want to take advantage of it. And so I think that's what's happening. I mean, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a precarious balance to preserve. But, you know, we want to enhance people's opportunity to use it as we do at the campground but we also don't want it to become so cluttered and so busy that people don't want it. As Yogi Bear would say, nobody goes there anymore because it's too crowded. Don't want that to happen. Yeah, I've heard actually Julie, the curator of the museum here, say, uh, and I don't know where it originally came from, but love her but respect her. And I, I love that saying about Kern River as, you know, love her but respect her. And I, I think that's important to keep in mind. I think that's something that's, it's a really difficult line to, to straddle when, especially a smaller community has such a, a beautiful natural resource like that, um, especially when it's a major tourist attraction that, which is the, which the current river is. I mean, I'm, I'm not from this area, but you can go anywhere in the state and even surrounding states and, and people know the current river, like you said, Randy, you know, and they know it for being one of the most beautiful rivers and one of the most popular destinations for floating. So, I mean, right there, it's it's the it's the balancing act. It's it's one of the most popular river recreation areas, and it's the most beautiful. So, how do you keep the two? You know, how do you balance the two? When I'm someplace else, they ask me where I'm from. I don't say Donovan anymore. I say Current River, <laughs> and they know it's yeah. And, and like I said, it, it's hard. You've got to. It's a, it's a it's like weeding the garden. You've got to keep at it constantly. You know, you've got to be careful to keep the balance because. There, it's too, there's too many places that have been overcome by overuse. And, and uh, I, I, think we, I think we're doing that. You know, I, I hope we are, we're trying. So what are some of the concerns? So you mentioned that there's a lot of it that's either under state or federal protection. Um, is the big concern too much building on it? People wanting to build houses or, or what is the concern about well, development? Well, me, me personally speaking, mm -hmm. you know, building is one thing. You know, it's, it's, it kind of destroys the floating perspective when you're looking for a quiet float down the river and you pass by 30 cabins that are three feet apart for a mile. Uh, that's, you know, it's, that does, that's no longer a pristine river to them. And, and uh, 
then also we, we have to be cautious. We like putting people in the river at our campground, but we don't want to do too much of it. You know, we don't want it to become a problem. And uh, there's their area, the other areas, for, quite frankly, Van Buren, uh, which is the second largest town on Current River, we're number one. They have more people up there in the river than we do. And on weekends, it's untenable. And I, I wouldn't want to see that happen to us. So when people come to Donovan, um, whether it be for the river, whether it be for festivals, et cetera, what do you often hear them saying? What surprises them? What intrigues them? Um, what do people think of Donovan? Um, well, I kind of talked on it earlier a little bit, but I think it was, uh, you know, a, a big thing I hear a lot of is originality. Um, and I, 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 kinda, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but you know, uh, less chain and more um, individual original restaurants and businesses and you know the quilt shop and the dress shop and the um, the you know, uh, 1808 and the Lemonade House Grill and you know it's a lot more community minded a lot more the businesses are more individuals putting their ideas into a business and not a corporate company coming in and you know just uniforming everything and everyone and I think that that is something I hear a lot of you know I hear a lot of people from other towns coming because it's just different it's you know I don't think it necessarily means anything other than people just like you know to get out of the same and they like to you know do something different and I think the other thing is just you know that I hear a lot of and I have a lot of family that comes and visits and things like that and they always comment I hear the same thing all the time how kind the people are and I think that that is that's probably number one. I think people are just really kind around here and really community-minded and very welcoming to guests. I think one thing too that appeals to a lot of young folks, especially people that maybe come here from the city, is some of the amenities of small town life are a lot more comforting and relaxing than city life is. Uh, I hear people say, well, it's just like being in the 50s down there. Well, I grew up in the 50s, and it's not just like it was in the 50s, you know, <laughs> believe me. But I think it's better, but it, it, it is different. But it's to the people who are living in a completely different social arrangement than we are, it is a very nostalgic thing. It's kind of like, kind of like going home in the past to them. And that, that has an appeal. And I think it's bringing more young people and, and young, uh, young families into the community. So a bit more specifically, um, I think it'd be great if you could both reflect a little bit uh, on Donovan as one of these small town showcase featured communities. Um, so this town was nominated by Julie, the, the tourism director and the curator here at the museum. Um, and then the public voted. I think it's always really important to note that um, Missouri Humanities doesn't just like pull names out of a hat. You know, we want there to be public and community input in what you know towns we feature. We want the fact that these towns were chosen to be a reflection of the pride in community. So when somebody wins, it's because their community wanted them to. Um, so Donovan was one of those communities, you know, uh, one of the top five communities with the most votes when we did this last year. Um, how do you feel about that? You know, how does it make you or this community feel to, to achieve that? I feel really proud. Um, I, I that sounds so corny, but I just feel really proud. I think 
number one, we are a very competitive town. (laughs) (laughs) And anything that we do, I see it all the time in in all aspects, even things that I'm not involved in. People are very competitive and in a good way, in a a fun, caring way. I I think that we're very competitive. And I I think then this got put on, I think we all see something really special in, in our community and in this town. I think everyone does, but Donovan's better. But I think that, um, you know, people are really, are really invested. And so when I think that this came out and we saw it and we started sharing it, people got really into it and really invested and they wanted to see Donovan showcased. And, you know, we have a lot to offer. We have a lot, we've talked a lot about it so far and we have a lot to offer and we're very different. And I think that we stand out from a lot of other small town communities. And I think that a lot of us understand that. And we really, you know, jumped at the opportunity for it to be showcased and, and to kind of spread that message. And cause we, we know that at the end of the day that, you know, we can't just, you know, seclude up in here and survive just ourselves. We have to um, bring people in and we have to, you know, have this tourism that that that's a big part of our community. And, and I think that, you know, I just, was really proud to see everyone jump in and get involved and and make this happen. On a personal note, I'm really happy to know that it was done by popular vote because it's no secret that I have a 30-year close association with the Humanities Council. Mm-hmm. And it's does my <laughs> wife. We've one of us, one of the other of us, have been on the board up there for over half that time, and so I was naturally infatuated with the idea that we would be included, but. Uh, I wanted it to be by merit, not by association, and, and it certainly was by merit. You know, the community deserved it, and I'm glad that there are enough people out there, both locally and otherwise, who voted for us to put us in, in that group. Uh, I think it's very deserving, and like Jake, I'm very proud of it. So let's think about kind of the broader context of, of small town Missouri and the purpose of this initiative. Obviously, a big part of it is to call out individual small towns and their unique qualities, the unique people, unique places. Um, But we also want to showcase um, kind of small town Missouri as a whole, Um, the contributions of its people and its places to our state's history, our economy, um, you know, kind of you name it. (laughs) Um, What does Donovan contribute to Missouri's past, present, and future? And how is that unique to Donovan as opposed to other communities? It's a big question. <laughs> that is a big question. Yeah. <laughs> Take it piece by piece if you need to. We've touched on that in a lot of different ways already, uh, but I think well, it's, it's fair to say that Donovan, we've talked almost exclusively about tourism in the river. There's a lot more to, to do here in Donovan that, that, than the river. Uh, one thing that we're promoting a lot now is hunting. You know, we have a hunting paradise here uh, with, with uh, about a third of the county is in federal hands and it's open to hunting in the fall. And we get, we get hunters in here by the hundreds in those seasons and they stay a while. And uh, we have some small industry, which is doing well, not, not expanding like I would like, but it's still, it's, it's stable. It's not like Dexter where they're losing 700 employees in a couple of weeks from loss of a factory. Our, our employment base is stable. Uh, we have some needs, we need better medical coverage than what we have, but that's being worked on. We have a good school system. Uh, it, you know, it's really a good place. It's not just a good place to come and visit, it's a good place to live. And, and with all the new businesses that have sprung up, there are more employment opportunities. Uh, we've seen wages 
skyrocket the last few years for a variety of reasons, and, and it's, it's easier to afford to live here now than it ever has been before. Plus, the cost of living is lower than it is in most other places. People come here from California with have sold a rather modest house for $500,000. They buy a mansion here for two, <laughs> and mm -hmm. then buy a business and a farm with the rest and still have money left over for retirement. And that, that brings a lot of people to the community as well. I agree. I, I think that, that is, that's, you're exactly right. I, I, and I think the big thing is, um, as far as like, you know, the economy and in, in, in the state of Missouri, I think that something that we have shown in the last few years is that investors can come into a small town, invest and succeed. And I think that that is a big fear for people. It's like, oh, I'm going to go into a small town and there's not enough there to, you know, there's not enough traffic. There's not enough this. Um, that's not right. That's, you know, you can. And we've had some major investors come in. We've had some people, you know, from across the country come in and invest and and have successful businesses. And, and they have, you know, that's been a big driving force to bring other investors in. And it's kind of just been a, a, a snowball effect of, you know, what that can do in that you know, it's kind of opened a lot of people's eyes and a lot of people might, you know, my age, I feel like, you know, they, they kind of sat back and watched those first few happen and it's like, okay, well, we can invest too. We, we've got ideas. We have, you know, a little bit of money saved back. Why don't we get involved? And I, that's just been incredible for our economy in this town and, and to grow and on the river and in town and downtown. And, you know, we talk a lot about downtown, or, but there's a lot to Donovan outside of downtown too. And, um, I think the big thing is, you know, we, we saw how we developed with on the river and the industry and how we've changed and we changed with times, but we've still been able to keep, you know, the history and the nostalgia um, and, and that's important. And I, you know, I think the big thing for me um, when I joined the chamber and it, it's hard, especially in a small town, um, but was this sounds so corny, but <laughs> dream big. Um, I wrote that on the note here, but it was, it was like, we shoot for the stars um, on, you know, as far as what we're doing. And, um, you know, all anyone can ever tell you is no, go for it. You know, ask the crazy questions, get on Google and, you know, look up the crazy ideas that, you know, no one else has ever done in a small town. And, and we have done that and it has been a success. And so I think if, if anything, if we're setting any sort of an example, I think, it's that, you know, it's like, don't, don't ever stop trying and, you know, and always just keep reaching for more and more. Uh, I think that's been important. One takeaway for me has been if you, you kind of, I'm a historian by training for, before I went to law school, and I love to see the rise and fall of civilizations and cities as well. And you can usually see some kind of an arc or a trend and you know, from the time I was a kid until I was say out of law school, I would say our trend was downward. You know, we were losing, we were losing people, we were losing businesses, uh, things were somewhat stagnant. But the last few years, we've you know, and, and some some towns have just gone to dust like that. They just kept trends until it was gone to the ground. Look at Northern Missouri and see what's happened to their counties up there that don't have 2,500 people living there anymore. And when you look at what happens has happened here, we've reversed that trend. We're on the, we're on the way up, and I think that's going to continue. And that's my takeaway. As kind of some 
some parting thoughts um, to wrap up a little bit or summarize even. Um, why do you both feel it's important to tell the stories of small town America? What do you hope people take away from small town showcase in general and more specifically when it comes to Donovan? Hmm. That's hard. Um, everything we've said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a big thing, if, you know, if anyone takes it away, I want people to visit and I want people to come check us out. Cause I think, you know, that's what we're all about. We, I think Donovan's a big, obviously tourism, the, the river tourism, all that. That's so very important. Um, even if it's not for that though, I hope that, you know, people in other small towns and, and I have talked to several, you know, we've had some success on the chamber and we've had some success in, in Donovan and I've had several people, actually other communities reach out um, and other counties and things like that that are in the small towns and they're struggling and I hope that they can take away what we've done here and put it to work in their own small town. I think that that's important. I don't, you know, I think I don't want to see us win and no one else win. I, I think that when everyone's winning, we're all winning. Um, and I, I, I just want to see, you know, I think we've set a really good example for what can happen and I think working together, younger generations, older generations, you know, the nostalgia with new fresh ideas, um, incorporating it all being open-minded and being open heart. Um, I think that that is really important and I think that's been a really big driving force in what we've done in our small town. Well, you know, an old saying that I've, I've heard a lot with tourism was, come to fill in the blank, stay for a weekend or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. and I love that. I, I, that's, I, that. I think that's what we strive for here. And I, I hope that we're making some inroads in that. I think we are. Well, Jake and Randy, you're both wonderful conversation, perfect representations of the community. Um, thank you for talking with Missouri Humanities about Donovan. We're really excited to have you guys as a small town showcase community this year. And I'm excited for the world to learn more about you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you and the Humanities Council for all the good work you do around the state. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you for being a former board member and, and a C-grade has been involved too. So, so thank you both. Small Town Showcase is a production of Missouri Humanities. Thank you to Jake and to Randy again for the wonderful conversation, to the lovely people in Donovan, and to Missouri Humanities members and supporters for making this initiative possible. We hope you stay tuned for more from Missouri's small towns by listening to our past episodes, and be sure to head over to our YouTube channel to subscribe and watch the videos for our other featured communities as well. To learn more about Missouri Humanities, visit mohumanities.org or follow us on social media at mohumanities. And with that, it's hard to believe, we conclude our 2023 season of Small Town Showcase. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back again soon with more from the Show Me State. Music